0: serviceable episode i liked it but that lip sync it's all about that lip sync isn't it my name's joe batance and this is the first response I just realized there's a first part of the first response that there's a script where I go, like, Welcome to the first response for season 11, episode 8, titled Snatch Game at Sea. My name is Joe Batant. And then I usually do like a This Week, but uh, I don't have a This Week written. Oh well. You watched it. You know what happened. All right. Let's look. Silky One Thing and uh, Evie and Brooke lip sync, and there was a double Shantae. There. What else you need to know? But I will tell you what, I'll tell you what, there are two things I liked about the episode and one thing I did not, and I'm going to tell you what they are right now. First thing that I liked about the episode, very first thing, this uh, Jinx Monsoon. Love seeing her, love seeing her in the workroom. Uh, I think she gave really, I've said this before and I'll say it again, this RuPaul, it should be a thing where either she's done with the table visits or or she always brings a relevant ex-former contestant who uh was good at whatever challenge that are they're uh, that they're doing or that type of challenge so like they brought in Jinx today and she's good at you know, Snatch Game. She was legendarily good at Snatch Game. So uh, they brought her in. Great idea. She gave great advice to the girls. They should bring her back all the time to give advice to the girls. They thought she gave the best advice of the girls. It was constructive. It was kind. It wasn't cunty, but it's still not rude to be the cunty one who's like, mm, not funny. So it was good. Was a big fan of Jinx Monsoon. Loved seeing her. Thought she did a great job. She was used well very good still why they didn't bring this uh Sharon needles in for the halloween challenge beats me i don't know still confused still makes no sense uh two second thing that i liked that lip sync you gotta give it up for the lip sync um it was a great lip sync, even though I'm starting to think that now the lip syncs on the show are going away from actual lip syncing and character performance and much more how many stunts can you squeeze into a song. Now, don't get me wrong. This was a great lip sync. It was fantastic, and they they managed to do both, but I think there are some queens looking at it now, if there are ever future contestants who are like, if I just do a bunch of carnival stunts, I'm going to get saved. And I think... um I don't know, I don't think it's a good idea, but it was a very very good lip sync. Uh, also, look, Brooke's look was good, but not enough to save her from uh from having the lip sync. So, it seemed very it, it it seems to be this every year. You're going to be placed in the bottom and the top based on your snatch game performance. It's such a crucial element to this show that there's no way you're going to get away from uh from lip syncing if you deliver a shitty snatch game performance. It's not going to happen. And let's talk about the one thing I didn't like. And this one actually has to do with a bigger topic. It has to do with a topic that's bigger than the show, but something that we saw demonstrated on the show today. And that is forgiveness. Uh, and what we saw today was a great example of forgiveness and healing and uh, a terrible example of forgiveness and healing. One, uh, first of all, there's a woman named Marianne Williamson. She's like a self-help guru. And she's running she's running for president. Now, I happen to be a person who's read her some of her books and attended many of her lectures when she was doing them in Los Angeles. And I would say I'm a fan of her philosophy. Why don't we put it that way? But I personally think she is a crazy person. So people, my friends are always calling me saying, did you see that Marianne's running for president? I go, yes. And I love watching it in the same way that I watch any crazy person run for president. Uh, Marianne Williamson here in Los Angeles ran for Congress. And I went to an event and met her. I've met her several times. And I thought, I've always thought she was a crazy person. We actually strangely have a mutual friend. And that mutual friend tells me on on the down low what a crazy person Marianne Williamson is. So I'm amused by what a crazy person she is. And the reason I bring her up now, or I bring her for a couple of reasons, is RuPaul uh is friends with her, friendly with her. Think you know, sees her as a a an icon of self help. She's even been on an episode of. Remember when RuPaul was doing that thing when she would give rides to people uh, on World of Wonder? Marianne Williamson is on one of those episodes, and uh, Ru's quoted her a bunch on the show and talked about Marianne's famous book called The Return to Love. And I know this is going to have the weeds, but trust me, just follow me. I'm holding your hand. So one of the things that Return to Love is, is a book. Marianne did not write. There's a book called A Course in Miracles, okay? And RuPaul quotes from it all the time. If you listen to What's the T," she quotes from A Course in Miracles. Uh, And on the show a couple of times, she's made reference to A Course in Miracles. And up for you to know that RuPaul is a devoted uh, follower of The Course in Miracles. And Marianne Williamson is a famous teacher of the principles of The Course in Miracles. Even though Marianne didn't write The Course in Miracles, a lot of her books and a lot of her teaching interpret the philosophy in this book. And I bring that up because, and I brought this up on the show before, this RuPaul has somehow twisted the concepts of A Course in Miracles into, I'm a badass bitch, and if you don't believe I'm a badass bitch, then you're dumb and you're wrong and ignore people and anyone who criticizes you trying to bring you down. It's like this, she's turned this into like the way a narcissist would read A Course in Miracles. And what's so funny is anyone, anyone, including crazy person known as Marianne Williamson, who actually studies A Course in Miracles has nothing to do with, unleashing your awesomeness, even though it's probably a result of it. What it's really about is healing and forgiveness. And it could be forgiveness with yourself, healing yourself, healing your relationships with other people, healing your relationships with food, healing your relationships with God, healing relationships with family, friends, the past. It's about healing relationships. In fact, the term miracle in A Course in Miracles is a very clearly defined term. Okay? I can tell you the definition now. Anyone who follows this Course in Miracles can recite the definition backwards and forwards, which is a miracle is a shift in perception from fear to love. That's it. A miracle is when you shift your perception from looking through at, at whatever's bothering you with eyes of fear and you shift that perception and look at that same person, that that issue with eyes of love. Okay? It could even be you. It could be like you I hate myself because I'm fat. And a miracle would be when you learn to love yourself, okay? Because remember, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you supposed to love somebody else? Look, I'm telling you, this Course in Miracles is running all through RuPaul's philosophy. And I think it's ironic that on the episode where RuPaul is plugging her book, Guru, where she's sharing some of those philosophies, that we see uh, an example of a miracle taking place and also a miracle that's denied in this very episode. Okay? So, uh, like I told you, a miracle, according to The Course in Miracles, is a shift in perception from fear... To love. Now let's actually look. We're going to go backwards, not in chronological order, according to the show, and because in the show we see Evie apologize and try to extend love to Silky, and Silky rebuffs that uh, that advance of uh, apology, trying to make that nice. So let's start with Evie and Vanessa. So what you see here, what you see between Evie and Vanessa, if we believe what we see on the screen, is by the definition of a course in miracles, a miracle. Because both of them experience a shift in perception from viewing each other with eyes of fear. Remember, hate comes from fear. And that viewing the situation with love. If you remember... Uh, for those of you who are Patreon supporters, you heard Taylor and I break down the Untucked special minute by minute. And I have a big surprise for those of you listening right now who aren't Patreon supporters. Immediately after this, I'm going to give you about 10-11 minutes of that very special. Is going to follow this. But what I'm saying here, though, is one of the things I said is, of the three fights that occurred in, on, on Untucked last week, I said this last week, I said... You can tell that Vanessa and Evie, that ha- that relationship can be repaired. There can be forgiveness there. It's still love. They're both hurt by each other, and I don't suspect that one will last. And we saw that last in one, not even an episode, you know, by the next episode they were had made up. But you see the miracle take place in front of you, that they were both able to look at themselves and look at the situation through... And and recognize that initially, even vangie even almost kind of uses the terms, even though she realizes she she doesn't realize he's using those terms, but that they were scared. And when you're scared, you immediately your defenses go up and then you want to fight. Okay? And so uh they both had their defenses up because they were both frightened or they were looking at each other through eyes of fear, and they went at each other okay but once they were able to reflect on the situation they rec- they were both both Vanjie and Evie were able to recognize that they were looking at that situation through eyes of fear and they made up in the workroom and and you just saw a miracle take place that's exactly if you want if you want to see the course in miracles in one moment it's that moment between Vanessa Vanjie Mateo and Evie, oddly. It's when the two people are able to look at the situation, and it doesn't matter who starts it and who the peacemaker is through eyes of love. And then that's when a miracle is reborn, shift in perception. The only thing that's real is love. You saw it right there. So let's go now to Evie and Silky. Now, i could what's funny the struggle i'm coming up with right here for this is not is to not get too into the weeds of course in miracles and to talk about the this and the that and the universe and the blah 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 and the horizontal plane and the vertical plane and do all that dramatic self-help talk right that's not the point the point is that evie tried to make a miracle happen she tried to be the peacemaker she tried to I think she recognized also with Silky that she was seeing the situation with Rufir and was making an approach with Silky. And unfortunately, Silky is still in that moment where it's blocked, where the ego was hurt. The ego is convinced. See, I'm trying not to get too into this shitty talk. But the point is that the, the miracle was deflected by Silky. But here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. Is from what I know about this show and television, they'd enjoy arcs, but also real life is that when a miracle is deflected, the miracle just doesn't go away. All right. It's held uh, for you. And so, what the miracle tries to do is find another way in. Does that make sense? And I don't know if it's making any sense. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who, if they haven't checked out by now, have already rolled their eyes. But the miracle tries to find another way in. And what I'm saying, and what I'm predicting—I have no knowledge of this—is that perhaps, and maybe it's not in—it's not in the in the constraint of time of the show, but perhaps at some point, Silky will learn to accept Evie's love if Evie continues on this path and uh accept the love that evie is trying to not and even even says i'm not i know we'll never be friends but i feel badly about saying this one thing okay i had a friend a jewish friend who told me about an old jewish phrase which is um now he was very specific and said if you ask for forgiveness three times well, he said it in the second person. So if someone asks you for forgiveness three times, but then later he changes this once. So if someone asks you for forgiveness and you reject the forgiveness, then the sin is on you, okay? So if someone comes and asks for your forgiveness, then the sin is on you. So it doesn't matter whether you were right or wrong. By, re- by rejecting their apology, when they ask for forgiveness, you have now taken the yoke of the sin. And I and I kind of feel that way. You can argue about who was right with Evie and this, and Silky said this, and this, but by Evie very seemed very genuinely coming to Silky and trying to apologize and Silky turning it away, well, the sin is on her. You could make the argument that maybe Silky is saying, well, maybe this is for TV, or maybe you can make the argument that Silky's just not ready to hear it. But that's where I'm going to, where the miracle is held... Uh, almost like an escrow for Silky and it's just waiting for the moment that Silky opens up her heart and is ready to accept the miracle. It may not even happen before the finale. It may, you know, they filmed this last May. It may not have happened before they finished filming. It may have happened in between. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it still hasn't happened, but it's still being held for Silky when Silky is ready to accept it. And that's an important lesson for Silky. And it's an important lesson for us that when people ask for forgiveness, or when, that when we need to ask for forgiveness, it's important that the um, well, at least when we when someone asks us for forgiveness, that we grant that forgiveness. Okay, uh, church is done for today. But like I promised uh, last week, we did a very special. It, guys, it was it was. I thought it was going to be 20 minutes. Taylor and I did nearly an hour where we broke down a 10 minute worth, 10 minutes worth of untucked took us an hour to analyze. Okay. So what I'm giving you right here is, I think it's about 11 minute segment of that Patreon special. We made analyzing untucked. It's the one that has to do with, um, uh, raja and plastique going at it i just thought that was the most f- interesting and funny part of the whole thing where we really analyzed raja going after plastique so here it is once again remember we're gonna be here with the full recap on friday uh april 19th i believe it is in the afternoon at some point you'll have the full recap with myself and taylor the latte boy breaking down episode eight snatch game at sea completely for you but for now Check it out. Take a listen. This Patreon clip from uh, last week. Remember, if you want to join Patreon at $3 level, you get this all. And it's patreon.com slash drag race recap. We'll see you guys tomorrow or today. Depends on when you listen to this. Adios. Oh Okay, so then. Okay, so now this is where we start. This is the the new development. A new player has entered the game. When they a brilliant move in the producer's part, like let's wheel in this TV screen with Plastique's boyfriend. Oh, oh
1: there's a video, gang. Someone's Somebody's getting getting gonna video. cry.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Hi, Plastique. <laughs> it's me, Timmy. Um, I just want to start by saying that there is not enough words in the English language that could describe how immensely proud of you I am. I know that everyone here back home will be so proud of you right. as well.
0: Let's listen carefully. Here we go. Everyone back home will be so proud of you as well. All right. From all your
2: friends who've seen you in your first days of drag um, and seen you go through all the changes to become the queen that you are today. I know that your family would also be so proud of you as well.
0: So your family would be also be so would proud of you be so proud exactly. of you. Exactly. You're right. Here we go. You
2: know that in the beginning, you know, they had their misconceptions about what drag is and about you doing drag. But I'm sure that once you're able to fully show who Plastique is, they will fall in love with you as much as uh, everyone else will.
3: So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that actually goes along with yes. the narrative yes. that Plastique Okay, because this was all happening. I mean, very fast. It's happening super fast. So that's what, at one point, when Akiria kind of like looks up, uh, I picked up on it too. It was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Tell me this all wasn't just a lie. So, but listening to it again, listening to it very knowing it's coming, it, it's still everything is still there. Okay. Yeah. Once you I, show oh, how beautiful, much you are. Yeah. better now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Once you show how beautiful, you are, they're they're going to come around. Essentially, is what he says, and they're going yeah. to see they're going to see the same beautiful person that we see. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is totally in line with Plastique said. Okay. So here we okay. go. Okay. He just talked about her family. Okay. So this is the courier talking to Ra- to Raja. She goes back to where Raja is and says he was talking about her family. Here we go. About her family. Mm It ain't what she been saying. I think Icaria need to take some reading comprehension classes because (laughs) she's having trouble following.
2: I also hope that you get a chance to really, you know, tell your story at least, you know, about how you grew up and everything. Just because it is very inspiring for everyone unless I heard wrong and I really admire your strength
0: uh, you heard wrong
2: I also want to say yeah. that I also haven't been watching any of the anime that we started.
0: I'll lower this so that's done so um, so Okuria really here is partially guilty for what's going to happen because she was the little imp that whispered into her ear that you know Plastique had lied that's why Roger goes up to her and is like bye um, I love you you know, upset, but doesn't, but has no basis.
3: Wasn't, she didn't happening? hear it. Right.
0: Girl, obviously, they're
1: trying to get you to the top four because you've got your mama coming, you got <laughs> Rue calling you her child.
0: And you hear that everyone's laughing because they think Raj is kidding at first, and then they realize, right. oh, no, no.
3: This is, <laughs> this is going somewhere else. All wait, right. wait, wait, wait. There's, there's a look on her face that doesn't say she's joking. Yeah.
1: You got your oh boyfriend popping up on a video, so, bitch, just take it as they, like... Thank you, this, I'm getting encouraged. Like, what the f- is that
0: about?
3: So to me, and I don't know how you see this, I see a wounded little boy. Oh, yes. I see somebody who knows, who, who pretty much would love to say to the producers, can I just go start packing up my stuff now? Like, yeah. is it okay if I just start putting stuff in suitcases to save time for later?
0: Yeah, and, he, and I think... He's. I think he. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he knows he's going home, and he's trying to find the the reason he can hang his hat on as to why he went home.
3: Desperate. At, at this point, we're also we're again much like Silky in the fight. We're flailing. Yeah. We're we're we're, we're the the we've we've jumped off the ship. There isn't anything to grab a hold of, mm-hmm. so we're starting to grab onto other people, thinking that we can hold on to them while yeah. we're while we're going on. The
0: it. show's unfair. They clearly have favorites, you know, and uh, that's why I wasn't chosen because they have favorites, and RuPaul has favorites. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. So sick of a bitch and their lies. So he's sick of the bitch and their lies, but he hasn't found any evidence. Akaria just said incorrectly that the what the boyfriend said didn't line up with what Plastique said but it has no concrete evidence what those lies are <laughs> yeah
1: I can't keep the story straight
2: what, what happened is- wait what happened wait what happened I have no clue Sorry. drama we are all here together we are all away from our families and this is Plastique's moment so let her have her moment but you do got to get crazy girl
0: Okay, that was Sugar, by the way, talking. No, and,
3: and that's it. Sugar, I think, is the one person who, other in the first section, never said a word no. through the entire. Th- I mean, I, and Nina, Sugar and Nina seem to be the two who are older. Uh, well, they're older, so I think that's something where they recognize if it doesn't affect me, I can mm-hmm. just sit back and watch, mm-hmm. and I can just be where I can be. I know that at this point, what's going to get me airtime is occasionally making a funny face like Nina's, Nina's really good at kind of from the background, sort of making faces and looking around. So when I feel like to some level, Brooke got that as well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Much drama. What's happening over here, girl?
1: What I need absolutely the most is to speak to somebody who loves me and knows me. And for you to have this opportunity three times this week, it has pissed me off, but
0: uh, there's some inconsistencies in your story. And I'm just. But before we get into that, what he said is for someone to love me. And see, I talked about this in a re- on a I think on a rumor mill when we were talking about something having to do with RuPaul. And I said that these girls all look to RuPaul for validation. And that's why he said it was really important that she doesn't say shit like that unless she can back it up to Plastique because these girls really project so much onto RuPaul and they project something onto her that she doesn't want to give them and she's not prepared to give them. And he wants that validation from her. He wanted her more than anything to take her, take Raja into RuPaul's arms and say like, I'm your mommy, you're home now.
3: Well, and and going back to the I statements versus the you statements had Raja started well, Raja started off with, you know, you, the bitch is lying and you know, all these kinds consistencies and I can't keep my story straight. That was clearly everybody know was going on, but she came out and said, I'm pissed off that you receive three. I am looking for love right now. I could use some validation. I could use some feelings like this. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, that is excellent communication practices as far as letting her know what's going on. Again, the problem is that it turns to, but there are some inconsistencies in your story that, you know, I would like to address. But even saying it that way, think about the, the classic, I feel very attacked. Mm-hmm. When Bianca initially brought that up, she talked about the fact that we we have this that you know, again, speaking in facts, this happened. You saw the video from your parents, you made this lovely thing. And then you made the statement: I have been waiting 23 years for this, for this validation. Mm-hmm. But then I got thinking yeah. that again, there are some inconsistencies. And I feel like you made this up as a story, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So that is one example of speaking about the, trying to catch somebody in a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have this example.
0: So All okay. right, let's carry on. Well now, well now we're moving into where now Raj is confronting Plastique now
3: about the right. lies. But has but has nothing to back it up. Well, and that's that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference between why This went from – this could have been – if there had been – she had actual evidence, if she had actually heard the video, if something had actually been said that went against what Plastique said in the thing. Because you also remember that after that moment of where RuPaul hugged her, they immediately went to Raja going, we're talking about your personality now. You're sitting there crying, hugging RuPaul. I don't buy it. I thought that was a very odd, shady edit for them to do to Raja, but now it makes sense in Untucked. Yeah. All right. Okay. Carry on. What the f-
1: like the stuff about your family that your boyfriend is saying? Uh-huh. The stuff about your family that you're telling. Me, what what, what do stuff, you mean that well, that is different between the two? Well, I don't really want to get into it, but what I'm saying,
3: <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I bet you know because I'm asking you for evidence to back this up. Yeah. I'm not immediately getting defensive. I just don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And this is well, I actually I didn't hear what was said. So I'm just – but I figure, oh, there's a chance I could take you down. So I'm going to focus on you for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not important.
0: I'm accused – you're like, I think you lied. Okay, what made you think I lied? That's not important. You lied. This is – okay,
3: going back to – this is why, as I said on the show, this feels like a classic episode. And this goes back to another thing of Laganja saying to Adore, you hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And Adore saying, what did I do? And Laganja's response being, well, I can't really remember and I can't remember who was there and I can't remember what happened. I just know you hurt my feelings. Yeah. like the exact same thing i'm accusing you of lying how did i lie well i can't really get into that but i know that you lied <laughs> yeah exactly here we go yeah
0: okay well you brought it up, yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> classic evie right? you brought it up yeah
3: This might be the best episode of Untucked ever. Wait, hold on for a second, because I'm gonna, I
0: need, I need to hear that part. Again. it's gonna be hard to do, but if you can do that part again, here we go. Okay. Wait, brought it up. Wait, sorry. <laughs> here we go 6 you We're gonna bring it back just so you be like, okay, here we go.
1: Like the stuff about your family that your boyfriend is saying. Uh, the stuff about your family that you're telling why, why What the do you stuff. mean that? Why that is different between the two? Well, I don't really want to get into it, but what I'm saying is... Okay. Well, you brought it up.
0: Is <laughs> <clears throat> oh, and then he goes, <clears throat> and looked at her like... think <laughs> <see>, no, <laughs> like, she's been underperforming.
1: <laughs> They've been asking her for more personality and to push herself a little bit farther, and she hasn't been doing it, so the first thing you do is cry about how you don't have family that supports you. But she doesn't. Then your boyfriend pops up on TV and says, Me, your mom and your granny sitting up here supporting you.
0: Never said that.
1: Oh, so y'all okay.
0: You made up a story in your head and decided to believe it. Your story is not adding up. Your story is not adding up. Right. I consider you as a yeah. good friend of But then this is crazy too. Like what if what kind of like crazy person is plastic that she starts Being accused of lying, no, she's not lying, and then apologizes to Raja, essentially.
3: Well, that's the whole thing that Brooke says. I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) In this
2: competition. But I'm sorry that... I'm sorry! If my actions or anything has...